How are you doing? I am doing great. It is a uh, the year starting off well. I'm excited to be a part of uh, you know your podcast. Thank you so much. You're welcome, and I agree with you 100. percent 2022 is going to be an explosive, exceptional yes. year. So, diddles on that. We are going to get started. We want to say welcome, Charlie, and all of our listeners. And so we are going to get started. Thank you so much for joining us as we elevate the Black entrepreneur experience by interviewing CEOs, thought leaders, innovative thinkers, and Black entrepreneurs across the globe. I'm your host, Dr. Frances Richards. Nicole Denise Phillips empowers women to live bold, free, and excel in both life and business. Welcome, Nicole. Hello. I'm so excited to be here tonight. I cannot wait to chat with you because I was reading your bio and I am just like, this is someone that I would love to talk to. So why don't you fill in the gaps and share with our audience what you'd like them to know about you and Sure. Um, Well, let's just first start with the woman, right? And so, again, my name is Nicole Phillip. I am a mother. I'm a daughter. Um, I am a woman of faith. And I really love to see people walk in their purpose and share their value to the world. And how I help to facilitate that on a professional side, I am a brand strategist. And so our motto is to really help leaders create brands that inspire. And we do that through um, branding strategies, um, helping them to reach their target market, market and gain clarity on their products and services and who they serve. And so that's what we do. I'm the owner and CEO of um, Ministry Event Marketing, also known as ME Marketing. And this is the the firm that we help uh, many entrepreneurs, uh, faith-based leaders, and um, business owners to get the word out about their products and services. Talk about, when you look at marketing, talk about how to be smart with developing your business. Sure. The biggest thing I love to share about marketing and branding is really about DNA. And I know that's an interesting concept, but really brands have their own personality. They have their own core values and um, and identity. And so when you just focus on in business, you know, products and services and here is the benefits and the features, you you aren't able to really connect with your clients and customers. And so you must take a different approach with looking at branding and developing even their own personality and characteristics so that it connects with your ideal client. Talk about your avatar, your ideal client. My ideal client are 
entrepreneurs and business owners that have a faith component in their core values. And um, if you think about it, it's really that visionary, talk about personality uh, traits or uh, characteristics. I really work with visionaries that have a heart um, to solve a problem for a target audience. And so how we solve that problem is connecting and providing solutions to our customers' pains and frustrations and desires, as well as um, desired results. And so I work with a lot of uh, individuals, entrepreneurs, and leaders of large organizations that are looking um, to brand their products and services. Fill in the blank. Thank you, Pandemic Because. Thank you, Pandemic, because you taught me how to hone in on what I bring to the world. When everything was upside down, when everything was unsure, the pandemic taught me how to go even deeper and inward and bring out what was already inside of me to help others. Speaking of brands, there are so many brands and businesses that are dominating. Talk about a brand or business that's dominating that you admire and why. I really love the Eric Thomas brand. He is a motivational speaker. And I love his brand because of his authenticity. When you think about motivational speaking, you, you know, he talks about it as well. You think about wearing a suit, you know, having these particular characteristics. He got PowerPoints here, but he really brought himself, his stories, his experiences, um, his uniqueness to the motivational and coaching world. And so if I am in need of a boost, redirection or clarity. He is one of the voices uh, that really helps me to get back aligned in my purpose. Yes. And E.T., Eric Thomas, Dr. Thomas, he's phenomenal. And I have watched his um, elevation in Mm -hmm. that motivational space. And I agree with you. Um, when you think of a brand and how he branded himself was pretty um, brilliant, but it was, like you said, it's very authentic and he stayed true to who he is and who he was and how he was able to monetize his gift. So that was really phenomenal. Yes. You talk about empowering women to feel fulfilled to excel in life and business. And I want you to talk specifically to um, the women in the audience and they're saying, oh my goodness, it is so much going on with um, 
COVID-19, the variants, and just life in general. So how do you excel in life and business and still feel fulfilled? I think the first thing that I would say to, to that woman that's so powerful and so giving is, how is your self-care? This is something that I literally have to learn and practice because as a woman that is used to, you know, pushing forward, going um, the extra mile, excelling, making sure every person and client around them is, you know, walking in their purpose and have their needs met, we can sometimes forget ourselves. But I've learned that if we don't meet our individual self-care needs, then we won't be able to live that fulfilled life. We could live in regret. We could live in um, bitterness and resentment because that missing piece. The thing about self-care is we cannot overlook it or throw work on top of it because that void will constantly speak to our to our inner selves and say, hey, you're, you, you haven't spent much time with me. You haven't stepped away. You have more creative things, but there's a disconnect because we have not refreshed and replenished all that we poured out. So I would say if you're looking to live a fulfilled life, Let's start with how you are refreshing and um, taking some time to bring the light and the love and compassion and energy to yourself. And Nicole, what does self-care look like? Really, self-care looks like scheduled time away. And um, so I plan maybe one, two days away where I can take my son and go with my family and just disconnect. It's really leaving my second child, which is my Apple laptop at home and making sure I disconnect as well as I implement it no work on Sundays. And so clients may reach out, they may email, they may call. And I I have to protect the boundaries to say, this is a day for family. This is a day that I need to, you know, meditate and, and replenish myself throughout the week. And so really putting in boundaries. The last thing I would say um, that I've added into my routine is an an awesome assistant with, uh, she manages my calendar. And so making sure when things do come up and people, you know, want to connect that I incorporate that layer and help them to schedule time so that I can give them 100% of my attention as well as I can really schedule out my day so that I can be most productive. What 
was that aha moment or that story around you knowing when you were going to be successful? I believe it it stems from the traumatic moment that I had with my mother having a stroke and becoming a caregiver. When I was in college and you know, I got the call that my mother had a stroke and she was in the hospital, which then evolved to her needing long-term care because of some, you know, she was paralyzed on one side, not really able to eat, has feeding tube and all of these things. And I had to begin to grow up a little bit faster. I had to take on more classes so I can graduate sooner so that I can give the attention to her state, to her ne- her medical needs, and help to make decisions. And I, at that moment, I really wanted my mom to be able to come and live with me. And I knew that it was going to take success and uh, wealth to bring that to life. And so that's been my driving force, as well as my son and other family members. But that was really the core value of, I can't just do this for me now. I have a goal that I would like to bring my mother home and she receive her long-term care in the comfort with her family, the comfort of our home with her daughters and her grandchild. And how is your mom doing now? So my mom is still in long-term care. So it's a a journey. Um, It's been 12 years that we have been on this journey, but she is a fighter. We have had some ups, some scary moments, some ice, some um, ICU moments, and she has recovered from them all. So, yeah, it's still a journey. She's still in um, the same condition and state, but she is a fighter. We are so glad to hear that and we'll and we'll pray for your mom and your family. Thank you. Advice you wish you had followed. I always say when I was in college, I really wish I would have fully grasp my entrepreneurial um, skills and really lived out my dreams. You know, I went the corporate America route uh, for uh, a decade, but it, it helped to mold me into the person that I am today. I believe it was beneficial to me as a CEO, but also, I I do feel that if I would have launched out earlier in life, that I would be, you know, further along. But yes, that is it. Be authentic and, and believe in yourself and, and leap. Nicole, I want you to have a monologue and I want you to name this person living or not. And this person has inspired you so much. Name the person and what are you saying to that person? Sure. Um, I would name my mother 
And so her name is Clara Legions. And I would say to her, you have given me another level of strength. As an entrepreneur, you inspired me since I was a little girl to believe that I can create and build something of my own. And because of your strength and because of your belief in me to be creative and dream, I am the woman that I am today. And I am grateful for your sacrifices that you have made that I don't even know that you made, um, but the sacrifices have pushed me to the next level and it continues to allow me not to be satisfied um, with the level that I'm on, but continue to grow and evolve as a woman, as a mother, and as a business owner. Talk about motherhood and managing your business. Oh man, that is the struggle, constant struggle. Um, But one of the things that I've implemented my son is nine now and so he's able to assist in some of the activities um, that I have and so I may bring him on a brand shoot where we're you know shooting with a client I may have him look at some of the designs or get his feedback and really incorporate him and some of the things that I'm doing as well as I'm an author. I wrote a a book for for women called Single, Saved, and Bitter. And that book inspired him to write his own. And so we work on different projects together that are based around business and creating um, wealth for for himself. We do them as activities. and, And so his goal for this year is to write another book. So we're gonna be working on on that. Congratulations on that. So you're raising a young mogul. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. And talk about your book, Single, Saved, and Bitter. Yes. So um, I tell the story, you know, about when my mom was ill, but during that time, I, you know, was in church in ministry as a worship leader, and I met a young man there at the church, and you know, he was also a part of the minister's um, group, and so we developed a relationship, and and out of that relationship, we had Aiden, but uh, we were not married, and so when you're in a faith-based organization. There are principles, and of course, that caused a little, you know, strife. It caused a little shame. It caused embarrassment uh, for the two of us, and our relationship did not evolve into something else. And so because of that, I really went into a, a bitter place, a resentful place. But I was still serving. I was still showing up every Sunday. And I knew one day, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, I do not recognize 
Nicole, I do not recognize myself. And that was the day I decided, okay, I'm going to step out and I'm going to go to therapy. Faith and therapy work together well. And so in that period, as I was going through therapy, I was inspired to write down my journey and write down a lot of the questions and the places where I had God was healing me and God was bringing, you know, revelation about why I ended up in the place I did. And so the book Single Save the Bitter is a 30-day journey to healing a bitter heart. I utilize the story of Naomi and Ruth, really focusing on Naomi when she went through a tragic moment of losing her sons and her husband. She renamed herself and the root word of her name meant bitterness. And so a lot of times when we are in a low place or in a a tragic place or a place of transition, we can name our situation based on the trauma. And in order to really get on the other side of that, we have to watch our words. We have to watch our perspective and our mindset and renew ourselves. So this is a book that helps one get from a place of tragedy, um, frustration, bitterness to the place of hope by utilizing a book where they can journal. It has um, scripture and story references to help them get through their hard times. And if someone is interested in purchasing the book, um, how can they get a copy of the book? Yeah, sure. You can um, go right on Amazon and purchase it there. Of course, you're going to search Single, Saved, and Bitter by Nicole Phillip, and you will be able to pull it up. And I uh, believe if you have Prime, it'll be right there to you in two days. What problem exists in the world today, Nicole, that you would like to solve? I think the biggest problem that I am here to solve is to help people see their value and share that with um, the people that they are called to serve. And so I am constantly sharing with my clients that you can do this the customer that that you are called to serve, they're going to show up, they're going to pay the price that you set for, and they're going to be loyal and continue to work as you provide value and, and solutions to them. So if I was to solve any problem, that is the the problem that people have with seeing themselves and seeing the value that they bring and help them and help their eyes to come open so that they can see that we need what they have in the world. What is your zone of genius? Yes, my zone of genius is helping entrepreneurs gain clarity about who they're called, Um, to provide solutions for products and services, as well as helping entrepreneurs scale to the next figure 
that um, they are looking to grow to in their business. And I do that through branding strategies, um, making sure everything is consistent. They are able to communicate their brand story and they are able to attract their target market by making sure that their brands, their websites, their content is really targeted to that um, to that client and that customer. And what is your weakness as an entrepreneur? I think it is really serving others and not necessarily, I'll put myself on the back burner. And so sometimes my team has to refocus me and say, hey, you know, we have company goals. What are we doing, you know, as our company? What type of content are you developing? How are you creating other, you know, digital products or services that can help serve your clientele? So that's the biggest thing. I will prioritize my client's work over my own which uh, over time, that's not uh, the best. So I have to make sure I schedule uh, some time to make sure that I am really honing in and growing the business as a CEO. How do you stay fit mentally and physically? Well, mentally, I really have a morning routine. So as I get up in the morning, I am you know, listening the motivational words like from Eric Thomas and reading uh, books or listening to audiobooks. And I have a help, uh, a help when it comes to the physical fitness. That is one of my areas that I'm growing in. Um, my boyfriend is actually a, a fitness trainer and he continues to push and encourage me there and, and help helps me build a training plan. And this last year, I really, really, I have a program called Behind the Brand. And I really focused on adding that into the daily routine. One of the things that I had to do as you're on a fitness journey, you have ups and downs, but I ha- had to find the, the sweet spot. So what time of the day am I most apt to work out, have the most energy? Started out early in the morning and there are times I would wake up and not be the happiest person to work out. But I've learned over time that maybe midday, you know, during the hours of one to three, I take a little mental break and do um, 20 to 30 minute workout there. Talk about mental health and management. Oh, mental health is so, so important to me. And so when I talked about the Behind the Brand program, it it, it covers four parts, which it, which it includes the belief, the being, the business, and the bank. And so in that uh, being, mental health is an integral part. 
So I have a network of entrepreneurs where we come together and do whether it be yearly uh, retreats or monthly, you know, Zoom meetings or um, conversations where we are bringing our expertise. And in that network, we have two therapists. One is a, a, a mental health therapist, and then the other one is um, a mental health uh um, PA doctor where they can help to not only just bring the conversation around mental health, how you're doing, but if you needed some um, prescribed help, you can also do that. So we come together as a network and have those conversations. We become resources for one another as well as our clients. We refer to each other. So I say that to say um, mental health is important and it's important enough that you have the resources that you can access immediately. And so when you are experiencing high stress, you can go and schedule a time as well as you can be proactive, right? You can put it in your routine, have scheduled meetings where you can decompress and get a a professional opinion or advice and deal with the high levels of stress that entrepreneurs experience. So behind the brand program, is that your own signature program or is that part of your, um, the network that you're involved in? If you can click. Yes. Yes. That is my own signature program. Um, I, I birthed it at a annual retreat I have called the refresh retreat. And in that retreat, I found that we have so many goals and dreams as business owners, but if we don't look at, we don't have a holistic approach to, um, success, we will fall short in some of those goals because, we will create um, challenges in our, in our in our mental health, in our physical health, uh, in our mindset and beliefs, so that we aren't able to actually reach our our goals. And so, this signature program, I take my consulting clients. They're they're individuals who come, and I consult with them on the business and the branding side. And I take them through that four-step process to ensure that they have a balanced uh, lifestyle to being a CEO and a entrepreneur and all of the stresses that come with that. What is the best decision you've made? I think the best decision I made was to go into entrepreneurship full time. I did several years with working in corporate and then at night I would run my business. But when I put in my two two weeks notice and decided not to look back, that was the best decision um, of my career. 
Talk about that pivotal moment when you decided to exit from corporate and make an entrance into CEO. Sure. So um, my I had two pivotal moments. The first moment was you know, I worked for a corporation and, and I was coming up on my 10 year anniversary with that with that um, organization. And the organization actually closed our site down and laid all the employees off. And so luckily I did have my, my business. So I went into entrepreneurship for a year, but I wasn't, I didn't develop all of the, um, the skills needed to persist and weather the storms that entrepreneurship comes with. And so I went back to corporate. And I worked as a manager for one year. One of my clients invited me to go to a vendor event with them and help support them to push their business. And so I I took off a few days and I was in Orlando, Florida, and the connections that were made at that event inspired me to look more into going back into entrepreneurship full-time. I came back to work um, on on a high, and it was during the time of annual review. And so I met with my manager. We were going over all of the things that went well and the opportunities. And at the end of that, you know, they give you the raise and say, okay, well, you're going to, this is where you land. You're going to get a 1% raise. And at that moment, I knew that I could no longer allow a company or organization to define my worth and write my paycheck. And so a week after that, I put in my two weeks notice and I have not looked back. And I was determined to build the wealth that I knew that I deserve because of the impact that I bring to the world. Nicole, when you made that first pivot, which it seems like it was a great exit strategy, the fact that they laid they laid you off, it made it kind of easier to just transition into yes. your own um, company. And you talked about you went back into corporate America and you felt that you didn't have all the tools in your toolbox. Do you think that it was that you didn't have the tools in your toolbox to succeed? Or was it the mindset? Or did you really believe that corporate America had something else to impart to you to get you to that level to be a successful entrepreneur? I think it was the security, right, of that 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 we believe that we receive from working a nine to five job. It's, I know that I'm going to receive a paycheck um, every two weeks, no matter if I do, you know, give 110% or maybe I give 70%, you know, that, that bare minimum so you don't get in trouble, but you're really not doing over. But you know that your paycheck will be there. There's a, there is a skill as an entrepreneur, um, as a creator that says, 
today I will give all that I need to give to ensure that I create wealth. And so I had not yet developed that tenacity to to go out every day because when I was laid off, of course, that comes with a severance packet. So, you know, there was a level of comfortability and security. But when that ran out, it was almost like a fear entered me like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? You know, I have a son. I need um, I need insurance and I need all of these things to make sure that there is something that I can count on there. But that year going back into corporate, it taught me how to count on what I have on the inside of me. I like that. Talk about legacy. When it's all said and done, how do you want to be? I I think I would love to hear people say, she inspired me, whether it be through my own struggles and um, my own ability to overcome hardships that inspire someone or, you know, conversations where I would inspire someone to live out their purpose and their dream. I really want to make sure I make an impact on as many lives as I, as I can. Nicole, you know, something you said that was, was real talk when you talked about count on what I have on the inside of me, um, that was really um, a value bomb. And you talked about that security, Mm -hmm. that paycheck, that nine to five. And so I want you to talk to someone in our audience and they're struggling with that. Um, they're not fulfilled in their nine to five. They know that it, they have more to give to the market, um, but they are fearful. Yes. What advice would um, you give? I would say let's focus on time. I think time is so precious. Uh, it's something that we we cannot give get back. And if you are at a place where you knew that you didn't have much time, what would you do? Would you uh, leave the job and go fulfill your dreams? If that is you, then I would ask you to consider an exit plan. You know, I, of course, I'm wise to say, okay, you just may not just put in your two weeks notice like me. You might need to prepare. But if you really begin to value your time, it is time now to transition and to take the leap of faith. And you can start that by, you know, doing what I did, do half and half, and your current position and your current job becomes your investor into your business as you um, become more comfortable in exiting. But let's all just focus that we don't know 
when we will no longer have time, especially in a period like we are going through right now with the pandemic. And so this is the the season. I was I was featured in an article um, for Forbes, and it talked about the Great Resignation. And so this is a time where you'll see many people making the transition, and you can use the internet to help you to do that. So take the leap because this is your quantum leap year. Nicole, how did you raise capital to start? I went very traditional, right? I utilized my corporate job and I invested one day, one week, one month at a time. And so making sure I built products uh, and services that people can purchase. One of the things that I would change is when opening a business, our first thought is to start low or lowball, you know, our prices because we're just starting out. If I was to go back, I would start at my highest capacity because that helps you scale. So if someone is looking to scale or start their business, I would say make sure your pricing and your service offerings is at its highest price point to help you to scale faster. What do you need right now that you don't have to move the needle? I think with moving the needle forward, you always have to start um, above you. And so I'm always looking for that mentor that I could come under and learn from the place that they are currently in that I desire to be in. And so I, of course, I utilize books and um, I watch videos and I also invest in courses for mentorship, but I believe for my next level, which I am currently on my personal road to a million, I need that mentor that is living um, that particular life that has made a million dollars in their business and knows the mindset and the skill set that is necessary for that next level. Nicole, the word is listening. What is that resounding sound or that message that your generation is saying that we should be listening to? We said it before, but it was authenticity. I am kind of in that that age where I I'm I'm still am a millennial but not necessarily the new millennials. They're, they're a little different. So I understand the generation that came before me and I also can connect to the generation that, that came after me. One of the biggest things is 
they want people to be real with them. They want real relationships, real experiences. They want to know the pros, the cons. They want to learn from mistakes and they want the, they want the truth and honesty. And so if, if you are looking to connect with the generation after you, I would say be authentic and be real. Share your raw experiences so that people can really connect and feel like you are down to earth and understand where they currently are. Someone's listening to this podcast interview and they're saying, and I want you to answer this, why was this a great podcast interview, Nicole? I think uh, this, this podcast really allowed me to reflect on pivotal moments in my life, as well as it it allowed me to look to the future. As I strive for the next level in my own personal goals, especially at the beginning, the end and the beginning of the year, this podcast allowed me to to reflect and go to those areas in my life and and pull from the strength of them, as well as bring hope to the future as I strive for my next level. Nicole, if you lost everything and you had 30 days to rebuild, what would you do to make money? Sure. Um, The first thing I would do was pick up a book uh, because this is going to give me the idea that I need. The second thing that I would do is hone in on something I love and something I have expertise in. This is the age of information. And so I would begin to share the things that I know well that others can learn from and build uh, digital products, courses, value content, give that away for free um, so that others can learn from my experiences. If you conducted this interview, what is the one question you would have asked yourself? I want you to ask the question and answer. So, Nicole, what would you say to yourself at age 20. I would say to 20-year-old Nicole, embrace who you are. You are unique and love that. And your uniqueness is what will bring wealth to your life. Nicole, we've come to the part of our interview. It's called Rapid Round of Fun. I'm going to ask me very quick answers. Are you ready for the Rapid Round of Fun? Yes. 
And if there's something you desire not to answer, feel free to say pass. Okay. Your favorite color? Black. Your favorite holiday? Valentine's Day. Your ideal car? Tesla. Your first job? I work for the police department. The last movie you saw? I am legend. You relax doing what? Can you repeat that last question? You relax doing what? On the beach. Your favorite singer or rapper? Fantasia. Your favorite dance song? Happy. What food you eat every week no matter what? Snow crab. Your favorite month? December. Work out or hit the couch? Hit the couch. Nicole Phillip, thank you so much for joining us on Black Entrepreneur Experience Podcast. Before we let you go, share with our audience the best way for them to connect with you and to do business with you. And feel free to leave all your social media handles. Yes, please connect with me online at behind at brandleap, sorry, brandleap.org. You can also connect with me at thenicoledenise.org. On all social media, you can find me at the Nicole Denise. And I look forward to helping you leap into your next brand and business. Thank you, Nicole. That's a wrap. Thank you.